This is day 31 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I'm truly honored to be your tour guide and to point you to the life-changing Word of God, like in today's text. John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8, where Jesus famously says, I am the vine and you are the branches. That's in verse 5. He also says, I'm the vine again in the first verse, John 15, 1. So abide in me, Jesus says. Stay connected to me. If your life is a branch, make sure you're connected to me, Jesus is saying, the vine. Did you know that the literal definition of Christian is somebody who belongs to Christ? It's from the ancient word Christianos. Ianos is, means that Christ owns us, and he's not selling. He's not going to let go. No matter what happens, he's holding on to us. The only way we're going to get disconnected from Christ is if we let go or we get distracted, or we start connecting to other things more importantly than to Jesus himself. The image of a vineyard is common in the Old Testament. It's described in Psalm 80, Isaiah 5, other places. The vineyard describes God's people. So now Jesus is bringing that into sharper focus, saying the way God blesses his people, the way he produces fruit, is through me, the vine. It's the only way. Verse 2, Jesus goes on and warns, says, This gardener, who is my father in heaven, God, cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they'll produce even more. Some of you are master gardeners. You understand this on the deepest levels. Others of you are farmers. You do too, or you grew up on farms. I didn't, but I worked for two summers on a grounds crew at a big hospital, and I worked for a master gardener named Yap Janssen, and Yap would teach the crew and I not just what to do, but why we were doing it. And I always appreciated that. I think I learned a lot about leadership from Yap too. So he told us that, he showed us, taught us, here's how you prune a tree, but you don't just do it so it looks better. He said, you do it for the health of the tree. You do it to help prevent disease in the tree. You do it so it'll produce more. It'll have healthier leaves. It'll, it'll just be better for the life of this tree. It's kind of a good life lesson to learn on the job. Here's a more important life lesson for us to learn from John 15, from this vineyard. This vineyard is the place that Jesus says is the image he's using to say, this is how God is going to produce life in you. And he isn't just doing it so you look better. He's doing it for your spiritual health. He's doing it so you can produce more fruit. He's doing it so that you can become what God created you to become in the first place, so that God can bless others through you, but it'll also bless you along the way. What do we learn later in the New Testament? Galatians 5, and 23 about this fruit, the fruit of the Spirit as it's described. But of course, that's the Spirit of Jesus Christ, who is the vine. Well, the fruit of the Spirit, what we produce if we could stay connected, if we keep our lives connected to Jesus Christ as a priority, the fruit we produce is, there are nine things, a love, which gives us confidence and assurance that we have eternal life in Christ, a joy that's untouchable by our daily circumstances, and we'll learn more about that on tomorrow's episode because that's exactly where the text takes us, a peace that passes all human understanding, a, a patience a goodness, a kindness, a gentleness, a faithfulness, a self-control. Who doesn't want and need more of these things? And do you have these things? If we don't, is it possible that it's because our connection, our branches, our lives connection, the, the connection of our life is not as strong as it should be to the vine, Jesus Christ? The seven I am statements in John's gospel, and this is now the seventh, tell us about the nature and identity of Jesus Christ. But if, if you look just a little closer, you start to realize 
They also tell us about our identity. Let me show you what I mean, because this is now the seventh and final of the I am statements, so time for us to review. John 6, verse 35, first I am statement. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. You won't be hungry if you receive this bread. John chapter 8, uh, verse 12, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. You won't trip. You won't fall. You'll see your way uh, if you follow my light. John chapter 10, I'm the gate and the good shepherd, the third and the fourth I am statements. I'm the gate who lays down his life for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd who guides his sheep. That's for you. You're the sheep. John uh, chapter 11, the fifth I am statement, I'm the resurrection and the life. The blessing for us is obvious. We belong to Christ, and so if he's raised from the dead, we too will be. John chapter 14, the sixth I am statement, verse six, I'm the way, the truth, and the life for you. And now in John chapter 7, this is the only time where Jesus directly says it. It isn't implied. He just bluntly says it. He says, this is who I am, so therefore this is who you are because you belong to me. I am the vine, and therefore you are, verse 5, the branches. And if you stay connected to me, God will produce incredible fruit, the love, the joy, the peace. So how's your connection to God? Let me... Let me ask it as a question. How long would it take your friends who were asked to describe you to get to the part where they say Christian? (laughs) That you are a Christian. You are somebody who belongs to Christ, literally. That you're living up to the literal definition of the word Christian. Someone who belongs to Christ and Christ isn't letting you go and you aren't wanting to be let go. How many other things would they say before they say you're a Christian or before they say I'm a Christian? When I was a sophomore in college, I went through a little bit of an identity crisis because I had seen myself up to that point for a long time as a basketball player. I was on the college basketball team. Uh, Don't be too impressed. It was a little D3 school called Concordia in Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, I was an average player on an average team. But man, did I love that experience. I I love my teammates. I love my coaches. uh, I love the experiences that we had together. So I was really bummed. When right before my sophomore season, I messed up my knee, got injured, I'm on crutches. Uh, the doctors told me I'm out for at least a year. And so I started to wonder, who am I? <laughs> if I can't put on the uniform and play for my school, if, if my friends don't see me as this basketball player, who, are, who am I? What, I, had to try to, I had to try to figure that out. I remember not long after getting injured, going to our chapel service where the campus pastor was preaching on John 15, and he said this, he asked the question, he says, Jesus is the vine, you're the branches, so let me ask you, where's your deepest connection as a branch? And he went on to say, there's nothing wrong with being connected to a fraternity or a sorority or your major or your future career plans or what state you're from or, or what you're into or, or who your friends are or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, he encouraged that. I would do the same. We've encouraged our kids to get involved in teams and activities and music the way our parents did for us, my wife and I growing up. Those are healthy things. But here's what he said, Pastor Phil, in that sermon after I injured my knee and I knew I was out for a year and I was trying to figure out, well, who am I now? He says, I hope that you know that God made you for more than just the sorority or the basketball team or your major or the state you're from. I hope you know that your deepest identity and the one that has the greatest potential 
the only one that has potential to give you a love and an untouchable joy and a peace that passes all human understanding is the connection you have as a branch to the vine, Jesus Christ. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Verse 4, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you continue to stay connected to this vine, unless you continue to remain and and abide in me. That's how we stay connected. That's how we produce fruit. That's how we hit our stride, not just spiritually, but in life. That's how we discover the rich and satisfying life. And it's better together. You notice that grapes usually come in community and clusters. We're better together. We need each other. It's why church is so important. It's imperfect as we are, how important it is to come and worship together, to be in community together, to be in groups together. But it's also important individually for, for each branch to stay connected to a vine. So make sure yours is. That comes through daily communication with God, prayer time, uh, being time in the word to hear God speak to you through his living word. And if you do that, you'll bear fruit. Keep that connection. Here's an illustration just to leave you with. This is my laptop. I use it every day. But the only way it works is if it gets connected to this vine, (laughs) this power source, at least once a day for several hours. And if I didn't do that, if I didn't connect to the vine every once in a while, I'd miss out on a lot of the good things that pop up on this screen. I'm the vine and you're the branches, Jesus says. Or when our new granddaughter Addie calls us during bath time from Charlotte on FaceTime, how awesome that is for grandma and grandpa. I'm the vine, Jesus says. You're the branches. There's a whole rich and satisfying life out there that you might be missing because your deepest connections are to something else. Make sure, make sure that above all else, You are connected to the vine, Jesus Christ, because that's how he produces love and joy and peace. And that's exactly where we'll pick it up tomorrow, because that's where John 15 takes us. What is God's goal for us in life? You might be surprised, and it's a really good surprise. Stay connected, and we'll see you tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there.